There's lots of issues that cannot be solved in families and that it's okay um, that we also have to move on and forgive and um, let the past go and be in the now and look for connection in the now. Welcome, everybody, to the podcast, Relationships. Let's talk about it. I'm Prebo Toplitsky. I'm a psychotherapist specializing in relationship issues. Everybody's got one. Partners, family, friends, co-workers, neighbors, relationships. Let's talk about it. Hey, welcome to this conversation that I get to have with my wife, Ivana Rainbow, and we answer a listener's question that pertains to letting go of family relationships, whether toxic or not. So we address this listener's question, and we also express and go back and forth of some of our own vulnerabilities with stories from our own family. And remember, if you have a relationship question, you can go to my website, heartsharecounseling.com, click on the podcast page, scroll down, and there will be a button that you can click and leave a voice message question that I will possibly answer on a future podcast. And I want to thank many of you for your comments and positive feedback about the podcast. We now have listeners in over 60 countries, and it's just wonderful. I'm so glad that many people are resonating with the podcast and how we address relationship issues. So it warms my heart knowing that uh, this is benefiting you. And I appreciate those that have donated to the podcast, and if you feel inclined to do so, you can check out uh, my website, heartsharecounseling.com, click on support the podcast page, and you can leave a one-time donation or a reoccurring donation. It is greatly appreciated and it keeps the material flowing out to you in a professionally production way. Thanks production team. I really appreciate your efforts. So without further ado, conversation with my wife Ivana Rainbow and those of you that are happy that I got her on she has her own fan club and I am sure part of that fan club okay everybody enjoy welcome everybody to this episode letting go of family relationships whether toxic or not it's a juicy topic it's a challenging one, and I thought of doing this as an episode, and recently I got a listener's questions that pertain to this. So I'll be playing the listener question and elaborating on it, and I'm happy that I'm going to actually be having this conversation with my wife, Ivana Rainbow. She's going to help me with figuring this out and discussing it. So thanks a lot, babe, for coming into the studio today. Yeah, thanks for inviting me. It has been a while since I've 
been here. Mm-hmm. And when I heard your subject and this question here, I was like, I think this is hitting home for me. It might be a good idea I'm jumping in the studio with you. Cool. So I'm glad we both felt that. Yeah. So we're going to just get right to it, and we're going to play you the listener's question from Ava. Hello, Prepo. I just want to say that I really appreciate your podcast. It's helped me and my family who are living really far away from each other to communicate better and um, resolve conflicts. And I have a question about a family member, my sister, for instance, who is cutting off all communication with the family um, and is maybe going through her own hard times. I am the older sister, so I want to help her and take care of her, but feel rejected every time. And I've tried a bunch of nonviolent communication tactics that I feel have really been helping me in my research to figure out the best way to talk to my family and especially this difficult relationship. And I've reached out several times in different ways, and I'm hoping she sees that I, my intention is good, but I can't force her to have a relationship with me. So I guess my question is, at what point do you let go of relationships that might not be fulfilling or reciprocal? to yourself. And even if that means hurting everyone else in the family, because you're drawing a boundary with that person. And at what point can uh, you stop feeling guilty about drawing this boundary with someone who is really important to you and dealing with the pain of that rejection over and over and sort of moving on. I guess that's a loaded question, but sort of the big idea of of cutting someone out of your life that might be difficult for you and the rest of the people involved. I don't really want to give up, but sounds like it might need to happen. Anyway, thank you for all that you do and I'm listening now in New Zealand. I'm on a small sailboat. I sailed my boat here from Seattle. And there's been lots of time to listen to podcasts. Yeah, that's a challenging question and issue, Eva. In a perfect world, you know, family would always be there to support us, make us feel secure and safe. And unfortunately, that is not always the case. Yeah, and we want to be there for our family members and support them. So I I understand that you want to help your sister out here. And first of all, I want to say I really applaud you for learning nonviolent communication, the NVC skills to handle this, to to speak with your sister. Yeah, that shows a lot of your willingness to want to make the situation better and try to create a bridge 
in a way that's healthy communication. So, so that shows on your part, your willingness to make an effort to have a better relationship. So I want you to feel that that uh, you're putting that effort in and have compassion for yourself and also appreciation and gratitude for the efforts that you are making. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and family, families are complicated, mm-hmm. those relationships. Yeah, many of us have had one re- relative or family member or another that, that is hurtful, you know, whether it's a sibling or a parent or aunt and uncle. You know, they might push us beyond our comfort zones, um, and that could be very challenging. But I think there's also a difference between family dramas and toxic relationships. Yes, there's definitely a, a difference there, because I myself have experienced growing up in a family with issues, and, you know, it was right from my childhood, and I guess to some degree they were toxic, but because I was a kid, I was kind of shielded against it, but I was just sensing it. And um, then over the years of my life, um, I've had family members who stopped talking to each other for various reasons. And at times they even cut each other out. And that has sometimes created awkwardness and um, sadness. For you, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because it made me feel that I should be a bridge to mediate. And I also think because I'm just a natural peacekeeper, um, I like us all to get along. I like harmony. And I also didn't want to cut family members out. I wanted to maintain all the various relationships with my family. Even when there was separations between some of them, I still wanted to to maintain and somehow work on it in my own peaceful way because I'm also a bit scared of conflicts and luckily in those years here I've spent with you these past 25 years I have learned communication skills and I've practiced communication skills. You're a great partner to practice that with. Mm -hmm. I feel safe practicing that with you so it's very exhilarating that we have this conscious playground to uh, work out our conflicts with each other and my skills grow and then I can take them back to my birth family and practice them there, which I have done in the past few years. I have been a little more active using these skills with some of my family members. I think you've had to do that in some way because you've experienced some collateral damage from some of the family members, maybe not talking to each other because as we get older, there's other family members, kids and so forth that are growing up in it. And sometimes it's very confusing to the kids of family members that have strife and not talking. Who do they side with? 
where their loyalties are. And I know that's been very important for you to maintain all of those connections in your lives with all of your siblings and your nieces and nephews. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And for us all to see each other and, yeah, keeping the communication flowing. I know, you know, early in life and also as I grew up, we didn't really have so many skills to deal with conflicts. And that's the time to do it. You know, that's the real challenge. It's the time to do it when people are young. You know, families are dysfunctional because it's passed down through generation. And also they're not teaching and modeling the skills when children are young for conflict resolution and transformation and connection. Yeah, it's really when we're young that we should learn this because uh, conflicts are inevitable and families, that's the playground for conflicts. So, so what I experienced was, you know, issues that wasn't fully dealt with, talked through, they were just stuffed under the rug, and then resentments that has been swallowed, and then issues building on top of that, and yeah, and then years go by, and it just keeps stacking on top of each other these issues that have never really been talked through and then there's misunderstandings in it and and just circling over and over again yeah things being repeated and and when i was young i i couldn't really i didn't really have a clear overview of these issues and the whole situation and that and my own feelings and emotions was stuck in there too so it was much later in my life that I became aware of that these issues had piled on top of each other and that there was misunderstandings and I was hearing one part of the family and then I was hearing another part of the family and I could hear what they were saying and I could understand each of their issues and I was a good listener and I was so wishing for these two parties to get together and listen to each other and sometimes I actually would bring in the idea that there could be a communication with a timer so that one person could speak for five or 10 or 15 minutes to be listened to. And then the other one will get a turn to do that too. To stop the escalation and to stop the interruption that usually creates a lot of emotional upheaval. Yeah, because the only way forward is to listen to each other. Each party really want to be hurt to be listened to so i think that's a a reasonable way to go forward is to use a timer and then also there's cases you know that we're talking now about maybe more toxic relationships where that might not be possible because of more um, outright mental and emotional abuse and sometimes we think that we, we have to take it because they're our family. And 
Cutting ties with family members is one of the hardest decisions that we may ever face in life. I really deal, I deal with people in my work that it's gut-wrenching for them to decide or in the process of deciding whether to let go of a family member to cut that tie because they're feeling so much toxicity of abuse, whether it's mental, physical, sexual, or emotional. If the relationship is based on manipulation, whether it's overt or covert, and whether you're always being used and abused, that's really challenging to put up a boundary with a family member. It's probably easier to put up with a stranger, a coworker, or even a friend. We probably wouldn't accept the, that kind of behavior that we end up accepting in, in relationships. So that's also an understanding of being able to love ourselves enough to not take that abuse. And sometimes that comes to making a decision to not be in that relationship. And that's a hard decision. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it can be very confusing because there certainly is emotion stuck in, in all this and confusion for people. And that's also where it can be a really good idea to get a counselor involved And you have been working with, for example, siblings. Yeah, I work with, you know, families at times, trying to work through adult families that, that I work with, trying to work with um, communication issues. Um, that stems back, you know, from hurts around childhood and, and so forth. And it's painful. Um, but they're, you know, that people, when people make the effort and they know that they're still making the effort, there's still hope, but there's can be times where we have to just accept, like in Ava's case, there might be an aspect of just not continuing to feed the relationship, not continuing to try to push the communication and just accept that that's where it is right now. That, that might be called cutting the tie, but if we retract, if perhaps, um, from Ava's side that she retracts from pushing the communication, the relationship with her sister, because what she says is she's getting rejected over and over again, and it's painful for her, that just accepting that it's not going to be different, in some way grieving the reality that the relationship is not at all what she wants, but not having the expectation that it's going to be any different, and perhaps even keeping open the possibility that Her sister might come towards her with more realizations, more accountability, uh, better communication skills, more respect, and maybe she would be open to having a reconnection in the future, but it not coming from Ava's side as opposed to letting it come from her sister's side. Mm -hmm. I think in in this case here for you, Ava, I... I suggest it might just be good to um, step back a little bit and let the initiative come from your sister when she feels ready for it. Mm. And um, in general, I just think that there's lots of issues that cannot be solved in families and that it's okay Um, that we also have to move on and forgive. And um, 
let the past go and be in the now and look for connection in the now. You know, something we can talk about, agree about, or laugh about. Yeah, it's not always just going right to trying to to resolve the conflict that's been creating the disconnection, but trying to find like a bridge that you can have some commonality to talk about, to have more lightness. So that that creates a connection. And then just maybe letting that stay for a while until another connection happens and the possibility to then discuss something that's more challenging through the connection. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I really think connection first of all is the most important and then dealing with issues afterwards mm-hmm. but first yeah. of all let's let's connect but also we have to know what our boundary is because when a relationship is completely all about the other person and there is no real reason why the other person cannot make any efforts towards the health or maintenance of the relationship with you, then it is one-sided. And that sets up for failure. So also realizing that some relationships at times may not be, let's say, mendable or acceptable. And that's where it becomes really challenging people. The guilt comes in for people, that challenge of breaking up. It's almost like breaking up with a family member. And yeah, you know, we're talking about different degrees, you know, family drama and conflict or betrayal can be really different than blatant abuse and molestation and huge betrayal that can happen that probably is reasons to cut off a family member in some ways because it is very, very toxic. But sometimes, of course, it's not to that degree. I mean, I have an experience in my family where I was about 13 years old and my mother remarried. Uh, so I entered into a blended family. My stepfather had two children, very similar in age to me and my sister. And unfortunately, there wasn't a connection right off the bat. So love wasn't established in the family right off the bat. And it was contentious. There was a lot of yelling and door slamming and my mom and stepdad didn't have good conflict resolution skills to teach us, it became just just toxic. And actually that was one of the reasons why I decided to move in with my father at that time because that situation and that environment was very toxic for me. And I did not get along with, with my stepbrother in some ways. He was charismatic and in other ways, but I continually didn't feel safe throughout a lot of my teenagehood. So fast forward many years later, I was about 40 years old, and my mother and stepfather had some experiences with my stepbrother where they felt emotionally and financially betrayed. And there was one incident that broke the camel's back, so to speak. And I can really understand their pain. And, uh, They didn't experience accountability or remorse from my stepbrother, so they decided it wasn't safe enough to continue a relationship with him. And I believe his experience was probably mutual in some way. You know, he had his own story, but 
they couldn't come to terms. There was no healthy healing process. And um, the way that it went down, I didn't feel safe to continue and feed a relationship with my stepbrother. And in some ways, I felt relieved because of all the past experiences that I had that didn't feel safe, that a lot of truth wasn't in the relationship. So um, that was a sign for me. I didn't have a yearning to continue my relationship with him and probably also because of, like I said, the various past experiences where I couldn't trust him. So they cut off ties and I didn't speak to him and to this day don't have contact with him and I don't have contact. And there's collateral damage. He has uh, um, a child that also decided not to, to speak to the family and that, that's hurtful. But in my case, I'd say it was borderline toxic relationship um, at times. But to me, that was the healthy thing from my end to not continue the relationship. And, and all the pain and the conversations that went over and over and over with my mother and stepfather and um, in regards to their pain of their experience with, uh, with my stepbrother, it, um, that's a little bit of the the family legacy that's uh, that's painful. Yeah, I see how that was painful for both you and your family going through that breakup with your stepbrother. And I also saw how it kind of lifted a burden off your shoulders, this cut with him. Yeah. Yeah, so there for me was some aspect of just uh, accepting, and uh, sometimes that's you know I, I would I would be open in some ways if he ever wanted to come towards me to make contact. Not saying that I would want to reconcile and have this relationship with him and so forth, and but I have no desire to come towards him. But like I said, I would be open. Just to hear that out, I don't know if I would start a relationship with him, but that's the feeling of like I'm not, have so much animosity that I'm carrying that pain. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you're open to communication. The possibility, I'm, there's no desire for it, but I don't think I would ever, ever deny anybody that really came towards me with sincerity, with love in their heart, with openness. Yeah, I don't want to be that kind of person to not be open to that experience. I like that. You like that, huh? You give me a thumbs up on that one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I guess the whole gist of this is it's not easy. Everybody has a different threshold. Everybody has to make up their own decision and their mind and their heart around whether to cut somebody off in their life to let them go. Yeah, and I also think we can't really go through life without encounter someone that we know for a while and then realize this person is not good for us. I mean, I think the first time I was aware of that, I was 27, it was a colleague, and the other colleagues were was telling me, stay away from her, she's complicated, and... I, my nature was like, no, we shall include everyone. So I started to create a relationship with this one woman who didn't have any other friends 
at that place. And I came home to visit her and I just, whoa, when I saw her at home in her surroundings, it did become clear to me that we were too different. And what really struck me was that she was speaking very negative about a lot of things. And I was like, wow, that doesn't resonate with me at all. I always look for possibilities and openings and I don't like to close things off by having a negative opinion about things and that. So um, we were still colleagues, but I just had to fade it out with her. So I learned to do that there. And a few months later, I quit the job anyway. So that made it easier too. Yeah, and sometimes those friendships are easy to let go of. Imagine much easier than than family, but sometimes friendships seem like they're family members. As I'm having a challenging one right now in my life, a long-term friend that I've known since I was uh, in elementary school, uh, the relationship just isn't serving me and hasn't served me in, in many years. And it's getting to the point where I'm thinking of just not having that that friendship in my life because it doesn't feel like a friendship. And to be able to be clear and to cut it but it's been really difficult because it's felt like a family member. And uh, it's not very, very toxic, but it's not serving me at all. It's, uh, it's more wanting from me than I'm receiving from the relationship. Yeah, I know. You have a lot of frustration. And often on our walks, uh, he will take up quite some space mm. with you being frustrated about him. And... I think it's just a matter of time for you to deal with him and possibly cut him out. And I understand it's difficult too because he's a nice guy and he's charming. Mm -hmm. So, Prepo, I'm wondering why you are walking around in circles and circles and circles with your old-time friend here from, from your childhood that you're not really that connected with, but still holding on to and I'm wondering why you're not confronting him with your frustrations because what can you lose so we're having a a psychotherapy session right now Mm -hmm. (laughs) yeah folks like this is uh, some of my vulnerability around I'm really usually really good at confronting and and addressing and being in my truth and authenticity and and I'm avoiding this one yeah, it's been going on more than eight years, actually. I mean, I'm still holding some things of after I broke up with one of my girlfriends and he asked her out after uh, I broke up with her. I addressed it with him. He apologized, but took away safety. And so there's been many incidences of like taking away safety. But yeah, why am I not really addressing it uh, or cutting him off? One reason I think I'm not cutting him off is because I haven't addressed it authentically. I think if I really um, stayed in my my sense of self and my power of really expressing and confronting what's going on for me, then if it doesn't, if I'm not met, then I would cut it off. So I have been putting it off. I just, uh, it's a part of me that just doesn't want to put the effort in. You know, I, I want to do it face to face. He's in Detroit. And so putting that effort in and, and he crosses boundaries. And so like, he's not that, that toxic of a person 
just doesn't feel a safe person for me. So yeah, um, you're right. I need to kind of hit it more head on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can understand that. Do you really want to put the effort in? You're busy with all kind of other things. And he's so far away and he's not really a part of your life. No, he's not really a part of my life right now. But he shows up here and there. And, and some of it is that he's putting some more of his his needs ahead of mine, you know. And he calls me and our other friend, um, you know, to ask for things. And, you know, whether it's money or favors. And it's, it's self-serving. And uh, I need to address it. Mm-hmm. Because it also has a little bit to do with you and that other friend there not putting up your boundaries. And colluding, we complain about them together. And we, that bonds me and my other friend. <laughs> yeah, but you don't actually address this third friend. Yeah. So, I did, you know, that, that example is that I totally understand people's challenge and their confusion around whether some relationships they let go of or not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and this also leads me to say, you know, Sometimes we should maybe just let go of, of old issues and stuff and just, you know, it's not going to be solved and instead just move to some connection and move into the now and, and have connection. Do you know what I mean? No, keep going. So you mean just uh, let go, not let go of the relationship per se, but let go of some of just the the past conflict and just focus on connecting first and go from there is that what you mean yeah like not being so focused on well i have these issues with this person and we really need to address that first of all before we can move on Hmm. and i'm saying no it might not be so smart to address these issues first but since you know you with this friend here have been estranged for a while and also i have people in my family that i've been estranged from for a while and I'm working on building up relationships with them and the first thing I want to do is not dealing with old issues but it's more meeting in the now right now what can we connect about where do we have things in common where can we meet with our hearts and Mm. have something to laugh about together and you know just get a human connection yeah like we can connect about um, my podcast. Oh wait, he hasn't even listened to any of my 82 episodes of podcast, but I need to let that go too, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I hear what you're saying, yeah. Yeah, so you can probably find something where you can get connection with him. I think that could be a um, really nice challenge. Yeah, I think first of all is more getting really connected with myself, getting clear and and communicating authentically of what's been bothering me too and and being just really clear of all the things. You know, I've been dreaming about them. So I wrote down and the dreams haven't been so pleasant. So I wrote this three page letter, you know, that I didn't send, but uh, just even addressing it, you know, head on in my integral way that I will feel really good on. So I think some of the circles of going round and round is some of my own uh, feeling of, that I'm not challenging myself, so I'm not feeling so good about my integrity around this. So that's the first thing that I need to address. So, yep, thanks. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. 
I think you're going to feel so much better when you do take the time and put in some effort and contact him wow. and see what's going to happen. Maybe you're going to have a nice connection or maybe you're not. Right. And then you will much more clearly know that it's time to cut with him. But I just think it's good to give him the benefit of the doubt for right now and give him a second chance. And then... uh on our walks, we could talk about something else. <laughs> yes, there's so much else to talk about. Yeah, thanks. It's babe. a little boring just talking about him. Mm. Well, we don't just talk about him every walk, but no. it's been coming up lately because of some of the contact that he's had with uh, my other friend. So that's yeah, why it's been and, coming and up. it's those conversations. Yeah, it's those conversations. That's a little repetitive. Yeah, that goes around and around. I get you. Yeah. I get you. Thanks, babe. We talk about all kinds of things, but. You know, it, it's just because it's stuck. Yeah, it's stuck. And you repeat saying the I'm same stuck. things that you I'm and stuck, your folks. other friend is agreeing about being annoyed about with your third friend. Yeah. So it's just repetitive. Yeah. <laughs> so I can feel you out there. I feel you. You know, it's just that feeling of just knowing when it's taking up too much space that's more negative than it is positive. And again, that friendship is not very toxic but when it there is you know when you know that the person is very toxic people aren't fixable so i would tell people out there don't waste your time if there is a very toxic person that it's not your place to fix them and oftentimes toxic people create drama and live in a world of negativity and you have to take a hard look and decide for yourself if you if you can tolerate that behavior for maybe even a lifetime, because it will never go away. And it's time that you make your own well-being a priority. So sure, people can change sometimes, but a lot of times, toxic people don't. There are times where my mother and her siblings get along, um, or the lack of them getting along on and off for all of my life. You know, when they don't talk to each other, it affects me, you know, of course, of how smooth the communication is with my, my aunts and my uncles and my mom and trying to get in between that. It affects everybody. So, of course, in a, in a wonderful world to have really good communication and to not avoid conflict and to take responsibility, all the things that I've been putting out on my podcast that hopefully to have healthy relationships there are times that it just doesn't happen and we have to be with the fallout and be with some of the sadness and the grief that all relationships don't always go lovingly and smoothly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I know. And personally, I'm just at the point where I still want to work on things and especially being your wife, I cannot just give <laughs> up. Uh, i got to keep working on communication and my own growth, so I'm still hanging on and working through my issue. Mm -hmm. Well, you work through it really, really lovingly and kind. I mean, I said this before on a different podcast, but I love working through conflicts with you, how kind you are and compassionate and that you have this peaceful nature that makes me continuously want to come back and to get clarity and to go deeper in our relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and 
that's the thing, you know, even though I've always been afraid of conflicts, with you, I've learned to move through conflicts and talk about it. And it's really thrilling and exhilarating to um, communicate with you because I feel safe. I know I will be listened to and my point of view will be taken into account. And therefore, it's really nice having a conflict with you, which we do have conflicts. It's never going to end, I think. All kinds of things we can disagree upon and also things where we really get into conflict. But I feel safe because I know we will work through it. We we're open to talk about it. And we're even open to talk about disagreeing about it and not finding resolution. Yeah. And I really appreciate that too. Yeah. And having more of that in my life and the friends that I have makes it really clear of what I'm not willing to tolerate. And hopefully people can really feel that also. It's like really calibrating their healthy relationships and knowing what's not healthy and toxic, knowing when you are putting efforts to try to remedy that, but then there might be a time where you quit asking and trying to understand why the lying and the pain and the manipulation is going on. And instead you just take care of yourself and you make decisions for your own well-being. I think that there's a time to to not really have to dig in to really understand it, but also know that you're just not being treated well and the relationship is not serving you whatsoever after repeated attempts to recover the relationship in a positive way. Sure. It's complex. Yeah, it's complex. And there's not just one answer to any conflicts, issues like... Ava's issue here. There yeah. are several answers, That's several possibilities, paths that she can take. Yeah. So I do want to say, you know, as we talked about before, if you're not ready to cut ties, it's okay to not be ready. You shouldn't be pressured into making a decision at all. You know, most people who cut ties do so as a last resort. You know, there's this cycle that happens where it just maybe you get a little bit of space, you cut tie, then you reconnect. Maybe you set some boundaries. Maybe you make yourself less available. Maybe things calm down. They get better. And then the problem escalates again. You know, it that is common. So there is no right way to deal with a toxic family member. Only you can decide how much contact is right for you. And you will know if and when you need to create distance and walk and walk away in order to love yourself, in order to save yourself. And again, just know that it's okay to end a toxic relationship, even with a family member. So thanks, babe, for joining me and just going back and forth and being a little vulnerable and sharing your own personal disclosure and stories to everybody out there. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I sure felt a little apprehension speaking about my family here. And yeah, it, it's so, I think it's all over the world. Almost every families have 
someone that creates some issues. And we just thought that we would share some of our own self-disclosure of our life um, to maybe spur some things in, in you to make some healthy decisions. And so thanks for listening to our stories. And I love having you on my podcast, babe. I just got to say it's great to talk with you. And so thanks again. I look forward to a new topic that we're going to do. Mm-hmm. Thanks, babe. Relationships. Let's talk about it is a production of HeartShare Counseling and Consulting, PC of Asheville, North Carolina. For more on licensed counselor Prepo Teplitsky, visit heartsharecounseling.com. Theme music by Adi the Monk. This content is intended for informational purposes only, is not a substitute for professional counseling and psychotherapy, medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment, and does not constitute medical or other professional advice. Relationships, Let's Talk About It, is produced by Auxbus. You can create your own professional podcast today, faster and easier. Try it for free at auxbus.com. That's A-U-X-B-U-S dot com. Auxbus. Thank you.